Welcome back to Third Base Dugout, episode 93. We're a month and a half into baseball. The divisions are starting to take form. The teams that suck are sucking. The teams that are good are starting to be good consistently. We're starting to see some shape as to what the divisions will probably look like throughout a lot of the season. Now, some divisions are tight uh, all the way through. Some are really spread out. But um, what the not biggest surprise is, is that the Reds are the worst team in baseball. <laughs> it lies. It's fun to see. It's fun to see. They did beat the Cubs today, though, by a kajillion. Yeah, but that'll probably be the most runs they scored. Like, they probably won't score 20 runs for the rest of the month. Well, I mean, I guess it's easy to say because we only got a couple days left. But halfway through June, that's probably be the most runs they score yeah. is that one game. Um, they scored more runs uh, in one game tonight than on average what the Tigers would score in about five games. They put up 20 runs tonight. The Tigers, I don't actually, the Tigers might not even be averaging four runs a game. So I actually take that back. It might be around six or seven games if they'd be. Just to get there. And I'm going to be like holding on to my breath as we, um, as we go through this, because the Tigers are about to go into extras against the Guardians. So. Uh, The, the fun part about, the Reds for me stinking is the time that I spent in Ohio um, being an hour away from Cincinnati, ton of Reds fans that I was around and they were just so excited and like, Oh, we're always going to be better than y'all. I was like, no, let's not, let's not go that far. Right. I think the, the craziest thing that I heard was <clears throat> Vado is Vado is all time better than Pujols. So I said, are you kidding me? Um, I really had to stop talking to that person for a little How about bit. That? that person doesn't deserve to talk about baseball. No. And they were like, well, he, he walks more. He, I was like, are you kidding me, bro? I was like, bad. and I think this was like, right. As Pujols they got to, uh, the angels. So like the downturn, but I'm like, this is put it in context. My man had 10 straight years of 300 average 30 homers and a hundred RBIs. It don't get much better than that, brother. <laughs> like, there's only a couple of the people, and I used to know like the names off the top of my head. I want to say it was like uh, Ted Williams had a stretch like that, and someone else. Like, it was select few, especially to start their career, you know, at that number. And I was like, yeah, you can. And it was around the time that Votto won MVP, and they, you know, wanted to go nuts. And I was like, let's just pump the bricks. So to see them um, really far down and to see Votto seeming like the old man that every time the Cubs step on his grass, he wants to fight them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun for me to see, like he got into a rolling wick again tonight and he just seems like that angry old man is mad that his team sucks, but doesn't want to leave for whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah. Um, are you a big TV show guy? Not really. I, I mean, more Netflix than anything, but. Do you watch TV Ozark? That's my, that's my question. Not really. And it's not that I didn't like the show, but I started watching it and then we had a kid and the kid would fall asleep in the room with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I don't want them picking this up. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff in there for a kid. 
Yeah. Um, second follow-up question. Do you watch Stranger Things? Nah. No. Okay. Well, Stranger Things comes out tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. Okay. But either way. So, Ozark. Those of you who watch that listen to this, I truly, truly just want to say, the hell was that ending? That's that's all I have to say about it. You can follow up with me after you listen. Follow up with yeah. me. We'll talk about it. But I'm not going to bore Mike with any. Um, so even though I didn't see it, was it as bad as Game of Thrones ending? No. Really? Game of Thrones was the best cinematic TV show that I have ever watched in my life. <laughs> That they just literally just threw a brick at you at the end. <laughs> sure. And like, so I binge watched it after the series was over. So everybody was to watch it, though, because you yeah. forget a lot because there's a lot of details in that show. Yeah. You have to binge like, watch it. Like I binged it after the series was over. I was actually on paternity leave when we had a kid. Mm. Um, so I had 16 weeks. You're going to talk about a show that you don't want your kids seeing. Exactly. (laughs) But I had 16 weeks to watch it, and I watched every episode. And the fun thing was, like, I was live tweeting it way (laughs) for the fact. So, like, I'm in, like, season one live tweeting it. (laughs) But people were like, bro, are you? I was like, yes, I'm just now watching it. Do not spoil anything. Don't say anything. Just follow my reaction if you want to. If not, just ignore it. I love it. But yeah, like at the end when everybody's like, oh, it was the worst ending ever. I kept trying to like convince myself. I was like, it's really not that bad. Like they left a lot of ways that if it ever came back that they could tie it all together. But then I finally had to admit, I was like, yeah, that, that was trash. That's bad. That was that's trash. Bad. But I am excited for uh, House of Dragon to start in August. When does that start? Oh, it's August? Yes. Yeah. I was just talking about that with somebody yesterday. Yep. Um, either way, uh, I kind of wanted to bring into the um, – film industry to which also pivots into this uh ray liotta the um actor who portrayed shoeless joe jackson in field of dreams most notably to the fans of uh, this podcast would know him also in goodfellas um if you ever watch that uh passed away in his sleep last night very sad um sad day for the baseball community sad day for the um film community yeah so um saw that this morning i yeah sucked sucked um and then we're just gonna keep on the somber note for a little bit so um thoughts and prayers to the victims in uvalde texas um at the elementary school there uh i believe it ended up being 14 is it uh, yeah it was like 21 I, i think it was uh 21 total 19 students and two teachers. Well, it's on me for not having my facts straight before I started talking about no, it. Yeah, no, you're fine. Like, regardless of the number, man, it's still a it's still a sad situation. And you, you know, just, you know, thoughts and prayers definitely go out to them. And, you know, hopefully we get to a point in society where this isn't a thing that happens, you know, here in, in our country. Um you know, we're not going to make this political and talk about all the reforms and things that could happen. We're just going to offer our condolences. Yeah. You know, and just hope that at some point we get to a point in society where, you know, this isn't a thing that happens, yeah. you know, as far as mass shootings. Because, I mean, even the ones up in Buffalo. So, you know, thoughts and prayers are still with them. And in California. Um, yeah. You know, it's just when you get to a point where this is being a topic, you know, 
know, even in since in a baseball podcast, you know, you you know that we're we're kind of far away from the mark that we need to be pressing towards. So, um, you know, yep. be safe, be smart, tell somebody you love them. You know, and yes, I saw that from Good Game, bro. But it's uh, it resonated with me from watching them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, be safe, be smart. You know, just tell somebody you love them, man. Like you never know how far that can go. Yep. Um, you know, even outside of what we're talking about, there's something that can carry you through. So. Yep. Yep. Um, fun fact, which probably shouldn't say fun, and that's just uh, a fact about you, Uvalde, Texas. That is where Matthew McConaughey grew up. Ah, speaking yeah. of films, and I like yeah. the way you tied that in. You're a true broadcasting. You tied it in. You went from Ray Liotta to, yes, we brought it down a little bit, but then you finished with Matthew McConaughey, who's who's up there. <laughs> so Moneyball, another, another movie. You know, he was yep. there in that one. Good job. Yep. yep. There we go. Um, back to baseball here. So probably the, probably the only bit of news through baseball this week, as there was basically nothing to talk about tonight. And that's why we're keeping it short for you guys. But, um, Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson, uh, apparently, so I didn't see it all unfold. Uh, I saw the video of Grandal and Donaldson going back and forth, but apparently Donaldson tagged Anderson hard at third uh, on a play. And then they had kind of a verbal altercation from that. And Josh Donaldson, um, which it's not even allegedly anymore. He did. He called Tim Anderson, Jackie. And this stems from Tim Anderson back in 2019 and a sports illustrated article uh, calling himself the modern-day Jackie Robinson for the way that he is transforming the game away from the old heads of baseball to now the newer age of, like, bat flips, excitement, et cetera. That's, that's the way that he was kind of um, using his platform for. And Donaldson – actually, I'll get to this in a second. But, yeah, I was mad at Grandall sticking up for his teammate, being the veteran that he is – as soon as Donaldson came back to the plate to bat, Grandall and Donaldson had some words for each other. Um, and Donaldson never got heated or anything. Like he very, very like very unlike Donaldson, he very much just kind of stood there, kind of took it, talked back, but never like shoved or anything like that, which you if you know Josh Donaldson at all, there might be punches thrown anytime someone just says any words to him. But um, later they asked him about it. He said that him and Tim Anderson had joked about it before because of that 29, 2019 article that him and, uh, TA were, I guess, cordial about it. And TA had, had laughed about it before, but then TA came out and said that he, um, that, um, he first, he said that he never called, he's never called him Jackie before. And then he came out and said that he has, and it's never been a joke. So one, Josh Donaldson was wrong. That will that be my forefront answer to this. Secondly, I would like a straight story from Tim Anderson so that I can – so that, well, not really me, but the entire baseball community can make a conclusive answer to this because Tim Anderson has changed his story twice since being asked about it. He said that one, he's never called him Jackie. And then the second time he was like, oh yeah, he has, but we were never joking about it. So I'd like to kind of know like, all right, have they talked about this before? Has there been a verbal altercation about it before? But like, 
my only thing here, and I I'm confused if TA did not appreciate that. I don't, I'm confused as to why Donaldson was so open about it in the media. I feel like that's not something that you just like open up and be like, yeah, I did it. Like, because the way that media depicts baseball or athletes in general nowadays is like, if you say something like that, you're going to get crushed by the media. Why be open about that if you've never joked about it before? However, so I, I, I have almost no conclusion to this, no answer to this, no clarity on this. I just have zero idea what's the right story. So I, I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle, you know, on, on the whole thing. Because even when you heard Donaldson give like his initial talk about it, um, even his explanation was a little convoluted. If you weren't really paying attention to the word selection and maybe it's just me, but I am huge on verbiage, right? Like yeah. how you say something means probably a little bit more than what you say, mm-hmm. right? Like, so even if sidebar, even at like times I've been like, somebody has been trying to insult me, but like, if they say something wrong, then I get more hung up on what they said wrong than the insult that was coming. That's exactly, just, yeah. that's just me being the weirdo that I am at times. Right. Yeah. But even when you listen to what he was saying, you know, he said that it even went back to when he was in Atlanta and, you know, he's been trying to defuse the situation, you know, but all we were joking, like, how were you trying to defuse a joking situation? Um, I, 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 I think that for Tim, at least, and, and it's not me necessarily to a degree. Yes. I'm taking Tim's side. Right. Because I understand where, where the disagreement came in at. But when you ask the question of, well, why is Josh so outward with what he said? Just flip it on the other side and say, Tony LaRusso has already said that you said something racist, right? So immediately, immediately, the thought is you said some type of racial slur, N-word, insert any other racial slur towards towards an African-American. But if it comes out and just says, hey, you called him Jackie, that's something you can try to get out in front of. Um, you know, something you try to get, yeah, I called him Jackie or I referred to him as Jackie because it was from, you know, his Sports Illustrated thing, so on and so forth. Um, I think that Liam Hendricks kind of hit it right on the head. Like, you know, that's not, you know, like you, you don't have inside jokes with somebody that you're not friends with or that you're not cool with. Mm-hmm. You know, so for you to have all those times where you're like, oh, I was trying to diffuse it or make it, you know, a little bit better. And, you know, yeah, we talked about it or I said something to him. That's that's different. Right. So I, I think that, you know, the reason that Donaldson's kind of sat there and took it from took it from Grandall, you know, just getting chewed out. You know, yeah, he chirped a little bit. But as far as not he getting knew he was wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So in that, you know, it's one of those things where regardless of how. Tim maybe like Tim might have said, or if he did say, or when he did say it in 2019, all you know how he refers to himself as the modern day Jackie. You know, it's breaking down the barriers for all players, but especially players of color, to be themselves and to be passionate and to show that emotion. Whereas, and I, this is the context I'm drawing from it, right? Is you know being able to play with that passion, that flair, 
that you said, like the old heads don't really care too much for, you know, hit a home run, drop your head, run around a base as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's not the entertaining aspect of it, you know, but, you know, when someone that doesn't look like you or isn't friendly with you, but they say that it's almost mocking, you know, what you're saying that you stand for. So it's always going to be taken as disrespectful, you know, unless you have a serious conversation, say, Hey man, I really do think that you just are like him. So, you know, even if you said jokingly, um, in that context, it's a little bit different than when there's already some heat or some bad blood there. And you're like, oh, come here, Jackie. Ha, ha, ha. Come here, little Jackie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not cool at all. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I have kind of taken away from this, too. You know who is basically in the wrong here by who is defending who. Mm-hmm. So... Anderson's teammates are very much defending him, even his coach. Like, TLR did not beat around the bush. He, he, I mean, he straight up dropped the R word. I mean, he's, yeah. he's like, you are racist. Like, yeah. like that. T, TLR doesn't beat around the bush. You know, if you know LaRusa, he does not beat around the bush. But Aaron, Aaron Boone is the one person on the Yankees that has even relatively said something that has, like, had the minuscule amount of support for Josh Donaldson. He's like, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what he said. I don't. I don't want to say something wrong here, but basically, at the end of it, he's like, "But Josh knows he was wrong. Like he, it was wrong of him to say. Like you don't say that. Like I, I can't remember exactly what uh, Boone said, and I can try to find it. But um, uh, you get the context. Yeah. I yeah. Let's see if I can pull up the exact quote here. Uh, so U.S. News, uh, no idea if this will be, uh, if this will be reliable, but, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think what's going on between the two players and between the two teams over the last week or two, I certainly understand how that would be sensitive and understand the reaction. I also understand Josh has been very forthcoming with the history of it and the context of it, which you have to defend your player a little bit as a head coach, as a manager. It's just kind of the way baseball works. Um, so I don't believe there was any malicious intent in that regard. But that is, but this is just my opinion. That's somewhere he should not be going. Like that is like a I'm going to defend my guy in the most subtle way possible. Yeah, but, but he was wrong. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and as a if you know baseball at all, managers will defend their guy. 10 times out of 10, no matter how wrong they are. Well, let's, let's um, take that back. Let's take it back. Let's go nine out of 10. Let's go nine extreme. out of 10. <laughs> because LaRusa did not defend your me Mercedes last year when he swung Very in three uh, and hit a home run. No, but, Very you know, like, no, I, your Mercedes career. Right. I, I definitely get what you're saying, though. Like, Boone, you know, he, he knew what was right and what was wrong in that, in that moment, you know, to, so, Yes, he defended him to a degree. Um, you said they've talked about it, you know, but knew that he was wrong. Um, I think the most um, revealing one, though, was Liam Hendricks, like who shared a locker room and dug out with, you know, both. He was like, yeah, like you would love to have him on your team on the field. And I'm slightly paraphrasing, but he was like, you know, you would love to have him on your team and on the field. He's a great player. But to be in a locker room or to be around him, like, I'm not surprised or I'm not, you know, shocked that he would do something like this. Like, he's not, like, the cool guy that you want to hang out with, you know, afterwards. Um, I, I even think that in that case, 
he could have just left it as like, no, nah, I got Tim's back or made a lot of comments to defend him there. But to even go back to their history of them being teammates, like that brings some validity to it. And I'm not saying that Josh is a completely bad guy, like seems pretty decent on the surface, but you know, we, you know, just a crappy situation is definitely not something you want to touch really right now with, with everything going on in the world. And you're like, you know, Hey, let's, even open the door for it to be racist. And now you are immediately pitting more than just fans against each other. You're almost tearing fan bases for some people who very much may think like you or think in those ways um, against other people that they're supposed to be teammates with or friend or fans of. And it just makes for an all around crappy situation. Yep. Um, here I'll read Hendrick's quote um, and then we can move on. Um, it might get a little long winded, so bear with me here. That's completely inappropriate. And then after hearing what was said after the game, usually you have inside jokes with the people you get along with, not the people that don't get along at all. So that statement right there was complete bullshit. And, but then again, my feelings toward the individual in question in question are pretty well documented that we don't get along. I've now spoken to, I think it's four separate clubhouses that he's been into and as a whole, none of them get along. So him trying to whip out that narrative is complete and utter bullshit. In this clubhouse, we have TAs back and everything. That was just a completely unacceptable thing and trying to whip it out as being an inside joke. That's horseshit. So they don't have those sorts of things going on. It's like having an inside joke with a guy who you are a nemesis with, I guess you could say. But that's not how it went down in this clubhouse, and I don't understand how he ever thought about it like that. It's just straight delusional. I love Liam Hendricks because he just, like, it doesn't matter if he's on the mound, coming off the mound, talking to reporters or anything. This dude will find a way to use a four-letter word. Yes. And multiple at that. <laughs> multiple tenses of that same one. Bullshit or shit. Right. Unreal. <laughs> the, the past, present, and future tense of the word. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, so ho hopefully this blows over because, you know, in some way they are going to uh, meet again, you know, on the field, you know, whether it's even if it's not the rest of this season, there's still a chance in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And you would hate for that to be uh, a headline going into it, you know, of how, you know, are we going to have a fight here or here's the history there, you know, so hopefully it just kind of blows over and, you know, cooler heads prevail. Um, but you know, like I said, you just have to, and I, like I said, I've never really joked with anybody that I was playing against unless I absolutely knew you. Yeah. Um, if I joked with you, it wasn't a joke with you. It was more so like picking at you or whatnot. And I was ready for whatever happened after that, but it wasn't like, I was like, oh, Hey, I know Brian has struck me out every time. I don't like this guy. Cause he struts mm -hmm. off the mound and. Oh, let me get a single. Hey, good job, pitcher. Like, no, like I, I was yeah. chirping, but yeah. By the way, you yeah. wouldn't strike me out every time. I mean, you you would probably give me a couple of times because in real life, my X button is broke just like on my PS5. Where I <laughs> repeatedly swing. Like, yeah, I, I have no like my check swing button is definitely broke. I'm trying to hit every pitch that's thrown. <laughs> oh, it made it towards the plate. Yep, swing, swing. Um, are you ready to go into buy it or sell it? Absolutely. All right. So I have two buy it or sell it. 
Stay fair, stay fair, stay fair. By the way, the Tigers walked off the Guardians. Biggie, Biggie Cabrera. Oh, nice. Nice little walk off. 4-3. The boys are hot. Right. One, two straight, Mike. We're coming for first place. I mean, you got to aim somewhere. We're not got to aim somewhere. Um, but yeah, side, I, side note, before we get to buy it or sell it, my bad. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt is on a whole nother level right now. Like this guy is out of his mind. Part of the buy it or sell it. Oh, my bad. You Sorry. Pause. This, this is what happened when you don't send a show sheet. I, I get, get a timeout. Yeah, I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just thought about this buy it or sell it. Um, Sorry, I only said that because he, yeah, he just hit one. Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. unreal. Yeah, he's. How many guys the lefties on the mound? Nope. Righty, really? Trevor got. Trevor got. I mean, and no it was, way. He had a homer off a of righty. Yeah, it it doesn't matter who's throwing right now. He's hit everybody. He's saying beach balls. Yeah, everybody. But yeah, keep on buy or sell it. All right. Anything with Ghostman, I'm two, probably buying, but I'll let you finish. Two buy it or sell it. Before the second one, I have a trivia question. Okay. All right. First, buy it or sell it. Are you buying or selling? Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, or Jose Ramirez to win the MVP or the field? So are you buying the th- one of the three of them to win AL MVP? Or am I buying the field? <sighs> I'm going to go field. If so, who? I uh, was prepared for a follow-up on that. You said you had two of them. <laughs> well, uh, that's not part of the second question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint anybody right now, but I, I if, okay. So I'll put it this way. If I had to take somebody of those three, I would probably say Jose Ramirez because it, and for, and when I say this, I hope to a degree that I'm wrong. It's not that I'm wishing this on either one of them, but um, judge and trout have a history of missing quite a few games. Um, which could play a part into it, especially if during those low times where they're out, let's say if it's a six-week thing that their teams continue to play well during those stretches, that could hurt them. Um, Ramirez, I mean, the reason I'm not sold completely on him is because the Guardians aren't going to be (laughs) – yeah, he's not going to get the trout treatment where your team is bad, but you can still get, you know, MVP votes. Uh, or win an MVP. Um, so I'm going to take the field. I don't know who yet, but I'll take the field out of those three. All right. All right. Um, trivia question. Oh, sorry. By the way, I am going to buy. Okay. Um, I actually think J-Ram would be the last of the three. Um, I think Judge could be well on pace for a 50-plus home run season. Uh, and batting 300 while doing it. Like, the dude's actually hitting the baseball for average right now. It's absurd. And also, Mike Trout is getting on base almost every other at-bat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all three of them. I think he's going like... to go uh, – yeah, he's – what is his uh, on-base percentage right now? It's something just absurd. So, Mike Trout – oh, it's actually gone down a little bit. His on-base percentage is 423. He was leading at above a 450 at one point. But yeah, he's he's gone down a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm gonna say Trout, but Trout or Judge. However, I don't know if Trout's gonna get votes taken away because of Otani. So I, I don't know. There, Otani is struggling a little bit this year, though. So it might help Trout out a little bit more, uh, considering how good they are right now. 
But um, all right, trivia question. Who is the only player in baseball history to win an MVP in both leagues? Frank Robinson. Okay. What years? Ooh. I'm not going to ask what team because I think you know that. Gosh, I want to say they were in a five. Oh, no, span. you did. Well, no, they were in a. Oh, they were in a five-year span. Okay, so that complete because I I really thought it was back-to-back years, actually, back-to-back leagues. Um, uh, however, his first year in the American League, he won MVP. Right. Oh gosh, was it? What the number nineteen sixty eight sticks out of my head for whatever reason, but I don't feel like it was Close. in. Close, sixty six with Baltimore. Okay, that was his first year That's in the American League. Right, and then so before that, I let's say sixty sixty two or sixty three. Sixty one. Sixty one. So five yeah. years between. But yeah. Yeah. Um, with the Reds. Yeah. Right. A player this year has a chance to do that. And with this buy it or sell it, are you buying Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, or Bryce Harper to win MVP or the field? Mookie Betts could be the first player since Jackie. Whoa. Since Frank Robinson. Hey, be careful with that Jackie name. I'll mess with you. I'll mess with you. Uh, is that an inside joke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for uh, us, it will be. <laughs> um, first player since Frank Robinson to to do so. So just wait to the uh, press conference to find out if it's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> Mike's coming out to the media on me now. <laughs> but, uh, gosh, man, that was a. By the way, since I think it's all April 26th, Mookie Betts has like 12 home runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, he might be our lightning card for MLB The Show for those who play. It's, yeah. I think it's either going to be him or Trevor Story. It might be even Paul Goldschmidt. I, yeah, I don't know I don't how know, Goldschmidt man. doesn't make it. Like his his month of May has been ridiculous. Like, gosh, it's been crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll go back to back first baseman, though. If they if they deserve it, go for it. Um, I'm gonna say just because I'm not gonna back off of what I just said. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. Uh, more so leaning towards Goldsmith. Yes, I have been a homer here, but the guy has just been a model of consistency. Even back when he was in Arizona, like he has so many top ten, top five finishes in MVP. Um, and I think that if the Cardinals can overtake the Brewers and win the division, you know, and win it, you know, pretty convincingly, I'm not saying like seven, eight games convincingly, but, you know, I would say anywhere from like three to five games, um, that's going to give him such a boost there. Um, it, I mean, he's just playing out of his mind right now. So if the season ended today, I would definitely think I would definitely vote for him for MVP. Um, but I, I will take one of those three um, versus the field uh, to win it. Because especially because nobody in the National League really kind of like jumps out in my mind outside of those three to be like, hey. Harper was even a little bit of a stretch. He's just been playing well recently. So I'd yeah. stay in there. Um, 
I had to add a third. So here's okay. So here's here's what I throw out. If you had to say, not necessarily buy it or sell it, right? But let's say percentage wise, what do you think the chances are that the first year that uh, the NL has the DH in play, that a primary DH wins MVP? Trying to think who would be the primary DH that would win it. Goldschmidt's playing first right now. And the crazy part is like I can't really think of anyone, you know, who's primary DH in the in the NL that you know that jumps out to be like, hey, they would be the uh, person to win it. But are we are we I don't think we're considering Max Muncie. Uh, I mean Muncie's struggling anyway. Um I don't. I don't know if there are any. Uh, well, I mean, I think maybe Rowdy Tellez is, is our best option. <laughs> um, yeah, the the NL has some pretty bad DHs. Yeah. Um, but, unless Pete Alonso starts DHing. But what I think is, I, I'd go maybe like fifteen percent. There, there's nobody. Fair, fair. Yeah, I would probably go. Maybe even less team. than that, maybe like five. Yeah. Because what what NL teams did with their DH seemingly across the board is they just use other position players, right? And rotate those guys, you know, into a day off type of thing. Like so even yes, I'm gonna reference the Cardinals because that's the team I follow the most. Mm, if the Phillies get hot, Schwarber could. But here's the thing. Bryce is actually a DH right now because he can't throw because his elbow. Oh, then Bryce Harper would be – okay, That that's like maybe a 15%. That's back up to a 15% chance from five. Okay. But like I said, most, most NL teams, what they've been doing is just um, rotating that DH spot as um, – A rest day pretty much? Pretty much. Like so there may be a few more days where Goldschmidt doesn't play – the field, but he's DH and, and then this sort of like back-to-back days, he might not play the field. Yeah. Uh, he'll DH and then Arenado does it. Granted, between Pujols and Juan Yapez, they are the go-to DHs, you know, for the Cardinals right now. Um, but I, I'm just curious, like, you know, with it being the first year there, because somebody's going to get that distinction at some point of being the first DH in the National League to win MVP. Um, I just don't know if I see it happening this year. Um, yeah, I don't think so. It'd be it'd be tough. Um, I think somebody's gonna have to make a move. Yeah. So for that to happen. Um, any final thoughts? No, uh, you know, just people love each other, man. Like yeah. on the field, off the field, just <laughs> love each other. Let's Stop arguing. Like, let's just have a week of baseball where there's like no bench clearing brawls. Where there's yeah, no bench clearing brawls are fun. I mean, they are, but it's can not... all be cordial at the end. Yeah, but it's like okay, okay. I I think this I think this is what what gets me right. They shouldn't be called bench clearing brawls, right? It is not a brawl. It is a bench clearing. Yeah, it is a bench clearing 
like meet and greet. Oh yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. Like nobody, nobody's like really in there throwing punches unless your name is Amir yeah. Garrett and you run off the mound punching every or fighting everybody. <laughs> At that point, you don't have time for the benches to clear. It's just him versus everybody. Um, but now, like it again, I've made this point several times. Um, if I'm a high paid player, I'm not fighting the minimum guy. I'm not fighting the well, prospect. A lot more that, to lose than he does. Yeah, I'm not fighting the prospect that just got called up. You know, he's a relief pitcher that, you know, after today, you know, he probably won't get another cup of coffee up here. Uh, no, if I'm fighting, if I'm a high-paid player, I'm fighting Trout. Like, I'm fighting uh, Bellinger. I'm fighting um, – I'm fighting Otani. I'm fighting anybody who fight, makes – I fight Trout, dude. That, that – totally. He's a big dude. Yeah, but listen, we – that's the reason that I would do it is because I know that his check is going to hurt more than mine. So if I'm going to get suspended and lose some money, like I need to make this worth it. I, so the thing is, right. Like in those moments, like what I would, I mean, absolutely rolling the floor laughing to see, right. Guy gets plunked. He goes to first base. You don't think anything is going on. He's still second. And then out of nowhere, he just takes off the center field to start fighting the center field. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't have, it didn't have to be he trapped. He wanted to get closer to him. Yeah, he just makes a beeline to, to, to the outfit. He's like, hey, man, I thought about it. We make about the same amount of money. So if I'm going to fight somebody, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> like, just run out of center field. That could actually be a fight. Because think about how much longer it's going to take for people to get there. The bullpens to get there kind of fast. But at least you get a couple good swings or, or, or slams in and, and call it a day. But yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that day to happen where the guy doesn't even charge the mound. He's just like, it's cool, I'll get you back. He gets a second base, and all of a sudden he just sprints towards center field. And you're like, what is going on? So. I love it. I love it. Um, by the way, I'm buying. Um, oh, I don't. Why, why did I pick Harper? I should have just said Machado. Yeah. Um, well, Machado's probably yeah. the favorite right now, if I had to guess, um, in terms of betting odds. Yeah. Uh, I believe that he would be the favorite. Um, I th- I'm actually going to take Mookie Betts, though, because um, I was just like, just looking at his stats from the last seven games, 15 games, 30 games. So over the last 30 games, he's batting 330 with a 1079 OPS, 10 home runs and 25 RBIs. Okay. Over the last 15 games, he is <laughs> he's, he's batting 382 with a – 1386 OPS with seven home runs in the last 15 games with 17 RBIs. Okay. Um, in the last seven games, it gets even crazier. So he's batting 500 over the last seven games with, with a, are you ready for this? A 1834 OPS over the last seven games. With four home runs, ten RBIs, and yeah, he's a he's an eighteen thirty four over the last seven games. Eighteen. I don't know if I have seen someone with a. I don't know what Goldschmidt's is right now. Goldschmidt might actually be relatively up there, although I don't know. If, I mean, he's only got eight home runs. Yeah, Goldschmidt isn't even like remotely close. Goldschmidt's batting 483, which is close to Mookie. 
But in terms of OPS, Mookie has him beat by like 500. Yeah. So Goldie's last 10 games, he's hitting 402 with a 462 on base percentage, 768 slug. I uh, don't see his OPS here, but he has six homers, 23 RBIs. And that's in the last 10 games. Yeah. Um, last. <laughs> 410 over his last 30 games. Yeah. 10 oh, home. Uh oh. Hold, wait. Over the last 30. Yeah, dude, his homers. Yeah, yeah. His homers really just kind of picked up in the last six games. Like, because he went a long stretch without getting any homers. I mean, he was getting hits and RBIs, but no homers. But it's insane. Yeah. It's insane, man. Good players are playing good. And that is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is a great thing. Um, oh, wait, here it is right in front of me. I jumped right over it. So last seven, he's batting 483, 515 on base percentage, 897 slug. Last 15 games, 459, 485, 902. And last 30 games, 410, 466, 735. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I... I just want to know what it's like to be that hot at the plate. Like, kidding. No kidding. Well, I don't really have any final thoughts. Tigers suck. But we're going to get better, I think. Riley Green and uh, Ryan Kreidler practiced in Lakeland today at the spring training site, or the alternate site. So, positive news, Riley Green might be making his debut soon. By the way, we forgot to talk about Adley. Adley made his debut, hit a triple in front of the Camden Yards crowd. I almost went Saturday, but I decided to graduate from my my master's degree on Saturday instead. So, made probably the wiser decision there. Thought about going Sunday, but then there's a possibility of rain. And so, I haven't seen Adley yet. However, I'm 30 minutes away from Camden Yards. So, I might might go see Adley here soon. Yeah, big big congrats to you uh, on the yeah. Masters. It's a, it's a huge step. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Adley coming up. Like I, I thought it was one of the cooler moments when the game got ready to start, mm-hmm. and he actually took that moment and soaked it in. Like you could see him look around and yep. you know soak everything up. So, yep. um, but I would not let Adley outshine the fact that Nolan Gorman has made his debut. Libertori, uh, Libertori, Libertori. Yeah. yeah, he did well. Um, he'll get a chance to throw again. So. He threw that Saturday. They sent him down to the minors. They pretty much knew it was going to be like a one-day start type of thing. They let him start, let him go. And then the next day, Steven Matz throws like four pitches in the first inning, mm-hmm. has to leave the game with an injury. He goes on the IL. So they bring uh, Libertor back up. So he'll start Saturday against the Brewers. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nolan Gorman got a hit in his first at-bat actually doing pretty well um i will read these off right quick and then we can actually get ready to call it a day uh over the last two games but started really well yeah i haven't um, oh <laughs> makes sense makes sense the crazy part is so it just has very little to do with what we're talking about but he um like his card got put into mlb the show today right like the roster update and I was like, ah, he'll probably be like a 65. Sure enough, he's a 65. Uh, <laughs> 65 on the dot. Um, so he's hitting two, six, uh, 278, no homers yet, one RBI, um, which came like in his, like his second game. Mm-hmm. But he is holding his own, right? Like, granted, he hasn't went yard yet. But in 18 at-bats, um, 278, 
381 on base uh, on base and a 389 slug. Um, I just like his approach, man. Like he seems like he's comfortable there. Um, so uh, for all the top prospects that came up and flopped, uh, he's not appearing to be one of them right now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Then Cardinals, my bad. Last Cardinal note. We also made uh, our top catching prospect also made his debut for one inning behind the plate the other night, uh, Ivan Herrera, because Yadi was on the bereavement list. So Herrera got in late and called an inning. He got sent back down, but he was up for a day, made his debut. We've had eight players. Oh, that is the worst debut ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I felt like Ali Ali Momoa could have got him in at bat because the game was Kisner. Kisner Kisner started and played. Kisner started and played, but it was a game that kind of got. Why on him. earth would you play the kid for one inning in the field? Yeah, I I thought that was I thought I felt a little bit away about that one, but he um so he came up and this was actually the second game against the Blue Jays, and when they stretched it out a little bit, and it was you know pretty much out of hand that second game. Um, he brought like he made a lot of switches. He put Kisner at first and gave, you know, got Goldie out the game and got some other starters out. Um, but where he put him at in the lineup, Herrera didn't get a chance to back because it was a ninth inning, you know, when he went that in. Um, but yeah, eight, um, eight prospects for us have made their major league debut. Um, and it's not because we have been trash like some other teams that have to bring up prospects, but um, I'm about to end the Zoom call right now. Yeah, off of that one, off that one, I would have been a little, been a little ticked. I'm gonna have like, my catcher start jawing at you next time you come to the plate. <laughs> right. <laughs> but hey, man, uh, baseball is baseball is back. We're kind of reaching that little period now where it's like, like you said, teams starting to show who they are. You know, it's still more that first month. Oh, we played great for 30 games. You realize it's 130 something more to go. And it's really getting into the dog days of baseball season. Yeah, it's like it seemed like it came kind of early, but <laughs> yeah. It's like, 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 hang in there, guys. I mean, yeah, August, September, October will come very soon. Just hang yeah. in there, watch some baseball, which, enjoy it. Right. The upside is June starts next week, which then so the puts us start sucking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then it'll put us, then it'll start having us talk about trades and people to watch out for who could possibly be on the move. Yeah. Um, you I'm know, you I hope the Mets don't suck. I have too many friends that are, no, no, they, they're going to suck because the koala bear. Is, is they're going to cage the Koala Bay. As long as they don't win the World Series, because I don't want to hear it from people when they do win the World Series. I don't want, like, can we just have, like, a random team win the World Series this year? Like, can we have, like, the Marlins win the World Series or something? Yeah, we're going to randomly have the Cardinals win it, but it's, it's cool. Fun. Actually, no, I don't like the Marlins. Uh, mm, no, I'm not going to delay. I'm not going to prolong this podcast any longer. We'll talk about the Marlins next week. I'm not, I, I'm, the Marlins are on my shit list right now. To, I'll, I'll give them two years before they are the reigning defending NLE's champions. Wow. Two years. Wow. Two years. You know, the Braves are still pretty young. Yeah, but the Braves also... also the Braves will actually be fully healthy for the first time in like three years next year. That's cool, but... Those arms, and we'll talk about it another time. But those arms that they have in Miami, I do agree with you there. They I pick up a, they, they pick up a few hit the ball and score runs to win. That is true, but and they, they also don't have do some, that for Sandy Alcantara. So they, they don't. He gets a he gets that Degrom treatment. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Yes, he does. Um, 
but they got they got some guys coming along that I think are, are can help them. But then also a free agent splash, you know, here or there, you know, and they could be right there in contention there. So like, so I'll give them two years before they're like serious perennial contenders for for the NLE's title. Yeah. All right. But um, on that note, yeah, I'll wrap up. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at third base dugout tell a friend about the pod be fun if you told a friend because then they would listen and then we get more engagement it'd be fun um next week they will talk about some rookies well maybe we'll dive into some rookies maybe we'll give our early rookie of the year picks um for how they've done so far and how we think they'll do going forward um Another thing, buy it or sell it next week, and uh, hopefully there's a little more baseball news to talk about. A little less sad news, too. Yeah. That'd be cool. cool. All right. um, We'll see you guys next week. Go Cards.